The Inspired Incompetence Podcast is brought to you by Cakes on a Plane. Celebrate your birthday anywhere with Cakes on a Plane. Use coupon code PANAMCAKES at checkout for 10% off your first order. Restrictions apply. How's everybody doing? Now I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> now I want pancakes too. <laughs> is pancake a cake though? Does that apply? It's a cake made in a pan. It's in the name. <laughs> cake made out of pan. Also known as hot cakes. Yep. That's only if you make them with freshly ground hot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Inspired Incompetence. So you guys are in uh, a, a ghostly fractured version of Roslar's coffer. And uh, yeah, you guys found out last episode that everybody in this town that you've either grown up in or at least spent some prolonged amount of time in is dead. And you are in the boneyard. Phrasma's plane of souls and these souls are in the process of needing to accept their death so they can move on and have their souls judged and sent to their final rewards and upon arriving here Tom swiftly uh, started a fight with a stranger and is uh, currently <laughs> uh, second floor and oh I guess uh, Rogyar is you know having quality family time that he'll never get again yeah i'm just hanging out i'm just hanging out with my dead son no big deal so let's pick it up uh with picking up viperia's unconscious body that's the one so you guys just finished fighting off this uh, angry spirit it would seem of garrett tharmethian an ancestor of uh jerry the barkeep and you've made quite a scene in this fight as there were already uh, there's already a group of people getting riled up by Garrod, and Vipera finds herself unconscious on the ground. What do you guys do? Uchi's gonna bend over and see if she's, like, stable. Yeah, I believe the last thing we did was uh, Tom made a constitution check to stabilize, and he made it. Okay. So, like, Uchi will kind of bend down, check her pulse, you know, feel, feel the medic this situation... And then he'll pick Vipira up, and in- he'll just kind of instinctually think, okay, bring the hurt to Hilda's place. Utrid, wait. Yes? I can help. Well, be my guest, father, and I'll turn to face you completely, but still kind of be holding Vipira. Uh, father Crow walks up to Vipira, places a hand on her again, says a quick prayer, and casts Cure Light Wounds. <laughs> Okay. Many faces, father. Many faces. I smile. Vipera, you heal four. <laughs> that puts me at one. Hey, perfect. Oh, wowzers. Welcome back to the land of the... Li- well, well, there's. it's still the land of the dead, but welcome back. I'll kind of put Vipera, Vipera down almost a little too quickly now that she's awake and like, ew, <laughs> why am I touching you? <laughs> it's mutual. Girls are grody. Where, where'd he go? I did it, didn't I? I killed him. And like you, you sure did. Vipiri gets like really excited. Okay, so Uchu's going to. He's just kind of let um, Vipira go. Right? They did their little ew. Why are we yeah. touching each other? <laughs> so I'll turn to Jerry and say, Jerry, can you please explain to me why Vipira is brawling with? Your great 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 grandfather. Yes, yes. I I wish you'd been here from the beginning, Uhtred. 
Garrett said he was here to 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 protect us, to to save us from whatever trickery had had, had spawned this 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 strange goings on around the town, and to help us fight off those monsters. And uh, Vipera showed up, and uh, well, they just they had some sort of uh, disagreement. Uh, I'm not uh, at entirely this, sure what happened. At this point, Vipera gets angry, and she grabs Jerry by the collar and like throws him up against the tavern. You listen, Jerry. I need you. I need you to accept this. You are dead, and I need you to get out of here. That was not your grandfather. Please. Vipira. Please. Vipira. Vipira, give me a uh, intimid- intimidate check. It's, it's pretty intimidating, yeah. Yep. This is six. So, Jerry starts to freak out. Like He, he almost seems like he's like uh, anybody who's seen Wreck-It Ralph- where the 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 one girl Vanellope she like glitches and she'll kind of like like just kind like her whole image will just kind of like spasm for a second she'll like appear again to like a foot to the right but yeah so like Jerry kind of starts doing that and he's like shaking his head he's like he's like no no help I'm I'm sorry no I'm I'm we're we're not dead you you just you just killed the one person who was gonna who's gonna help us, uh, Vipira you, you betrayed us how how could you do that we're not, we're not dead we, we, th- Vipira this is, all, this is all a trick this is Jerry and, Jerry and he's just listen to me going Jerry off and you can't and no no shouting is like going to like get into him and he's just uh he's just losing it and looking around you can see that this panic is like starting to spread to the other onlookers and they're all they're all growing very worried and just kind of like looking at each other in concern and they're looking at you guys with like suspicion and fear and they're just kind of slowly backing away and you can see uh like their images are kind of starting to uh like grow unstable this is what you've always done even in your death you've turned your back away from the people from people that you don't understand no, Those no, creatures no, out no, there, no, 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 no. They were trying to help you, and you you threw rocks at them. That's all you ever did. That's all you ever do. The rest of you can go to hell, but Jerry, please. And uh, sh- she runs off to go find Nigel and uh, uh, Mary. What does everybody else do? Uh, th- you are now standing um, uh, amid a crowd of uh, of chaos. And a couple other people are starting to lose it as well. And they like it's just getting hard to hear yourself think. They're just like shouting, like clutching their uh like grabbing their heads and and just really freaking out. Boy, we really fucked this up this time, didn't we? <laughs> well, Captain Blake has good reason to be suspicious of Vipera. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I I, I, I would Uhtred even know like is this a matter of just calming down somebody who is irate or is this like they're literally destabilizing? So like talking to them is like talking to a wall. They seem like they are in hysterics. They're they are they're without reason or rationality right now. Uh, it doesn't look like a diplomacy check can calm them down. I'm thinking Vipera just got absolutely owned. I got owned. We're in a town now. Are there 
supplies, healing, you know, salves, uh, potions, scrolls, armor. Are there, like, things that I can, like, get and arm myself with and all the potions that we drink on the material plane end up here to be <laughs> to <judged. die. laughs> so yeah so i'm trying to slink away from this fucking chaos and i'm gonna signal to the rest of my team like Yo, we gotta let's go <laughs> over here I'm, i gotta uh, talk to you guys yeah yeah you give us the like hand wave over yeah i'll kind of like uh uchard will nudge father crow like with his elbow and kind of head nod over to Elias, giving us the get over here. Okay. And we'll uh, also slip kind of out through the hysteria to a little quieter spot. Yeah, head to where he is. All right. This is our town. We know where everything is. So that's got to be some kind of advantage here, right? I mean, for supplies and... Well, yes. I, I, I look around looking for answers. I, I certainly planned on, and I look down at my dagger and shake my fist plan on grabbing some better supplies if we can but before we do that I think we need to put a lid on Viperia before she sends the whole town into hysteria that's a good idea that's a great idea that should be step one I look back over is Viperia still causing trouble well, Vipira left. She left. Oh, Vipira left. Can That's I make... right. But did she leave to cause more trouble, I guess is my question. We don't really know, but I was wondering, could Uhtred make a knowledge local check to try and guess where a likely place that Vipira would go in town? I mean, you probably know that she's been hanging around the town square a lot, causing trouble uh, in her pursuit to keep the, the town square clean. Uh, it, honestly, like the town's not huge and it's even smaller uh, in this form. So it wouldn't really be a whole, uh, like a wild goose chase to go find her. Well, Father Crow, I know she tends to hang, hang out at the town square a lot. Probably be a good place to start. If you want to take Thalias, I think I might stop off and talk to the children like Mayor Graves asked. So if you... If you go back to the crowd of people, you will see that they have the the entire crowd has not yet returned to normal, but the first ones to start to freak out, including Jerry, are just kind of acting normal again, uh, and they're just kind of standing off in their own cliques again and gossiping, though this time without Garrett Tharmethian uh, riling them up, and they're for the most part just ignoring those who are still freaking out as if they're not even there and as you watch uh, more well, and more people start to return to normal apparently they will reset if we just leave I had no idea they could do that it could be a handy tool for us but I think you were right Father Crow we're not going to be able to just hit them head on with bluntness into believing that they are dead so maybe we should leave so that they all calm down and then we can come back and try again? Yeah. Maybe if we tried one at a time instead of, uh, you know, a big crowd of people, right? Well, I, I think maybe the mayor had anticipated this. She did want me to go and talk to the orphanage, the children. She said something about if the kids believe it might be easier for the adults. Well, knowing what we know... We know Viperia can't do any permanent harm, it seems. 
<laughs> Watch me try. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about that dude who disappeared into a ball of smoke. No permanent harm. Uchid's uh, very torn here because he was given direct orders, dying orders, one would say, and babysitting the shit out of Vipira was not on that list, so... <laughs> And Thalias has his his orders, which are um, don't die, you know, collect supplies, help where you can. But this, the survival aspect of this is really kicking in on uh, Thalias's big brain here. As in, I'm not trying to fight a crowd of uh, crowd of people. Okay, I think we need to go find Vibira and then Rogar, and the living should be together while we're in the boneyard. Agree 100%. And let's not incite any sort of mob craziness again, right? Let's do it small, manageable, right? But we are going to go find the one person who's good at inciting that mob violence and then having them come (laughs) along with us. Maybe we should handle this before we have the psychopath again. I sort of, I agree with both of you. I'm nodding my head looking at you, looking at you, nodding my head. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. both both good ideas. Well... I see your point, Father. Trust me, I see your point. You must admit, though, if we're going to be in the land of the dead, the more living people we have together at all times is going to be better for us. As you can see, the ran- this random things have come here. We don't know what will be good or bad or when it'll hit us. Nodding uh, increases. Well, the enemy of my enemy. <laughs> well... I'm personally going to look for Vipira. I'm going to start at the town square. She seems to have a fascination with it. Yeah, I got my hood up, and uh, I'm sort of staying out of uh, staying out of the way, following you. Fine, fine. I'll come along. Okay. I give you a thumbs up, Father Crow. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break from uh, you guys for a minute and uh, go back to Vipira. So you walked away with the intention of finding Nigel and Mary. Uh, Where do you go? I go to their house, uh, if it's there. Their house seems to be one of the buildings absent from this place. Yeah, Vipira kind of lets out a sigh of relief, thinking to herself like, yes, the house is not here. Uh, Maybe they made it out. But uh, first, I should probably go check the town square. And she kind of runs off that way, kind of avoiding any large crowds because obviously she doesn't want to get into a sticky situation again. Sure. Just obligatory check-in with uh, Rogyar. I, I imagine you're you're probably content uh, spending all of your time with your son, but just in case, uh, Matt, did Rogyar have anything else he wanted to do? Not right yet. Rogyar knows that he's going to need to catch up with the other living people eventually but he's not ready yet okay that's fine okay so i'd say between the lengthy conversation that father crow utrid and uh Thalias had and the time it would take vipera to go to nigel's house and decide to go back to the town square uh that you'd probably both arrive at roughly the same time coming from opposite directions and the, the town square has several crowds of people in it, all kind of doing what you've seen them doing this whole time, just kind of clustering in their little groups, discussing the, the dire situation of the monsters that had just attacked the town. 
So do we see Vipira or? Yeah. I know Vipira said that she was kind of trying to avoid crowds, but it didn't sound like she was like hiding. Yeah, no, she's not like, she's not like sleuthing. She's more like, she's actively looking in the crowds, but like at a distance, like trying not to get caught up in the, in the hype of whoever's like the main talker. Right. And also you guys would probably stand out to one another fairly well here because everybody else is kind of semi-translucent. So you guys would would just look different than the rest. Well, I guess upon seeing Vipira, Uhtred would yell her name. Vipira! Vipira! Over here! Yay, we found her. Once <laughs> <laughs> she gets, like, within not having to yell distance, uh, Uhtred's going to say, what? what was all that? They reset it again, didn't they? The people? Yes. But how were you fighting Jerry's great, 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 um, times a million grandfather? And over what? He wasn't who he said he was. At the very least, that's kind of what I'm led to believe right now. As I was clawing at his face, it almost seemed like I was ripping into his skin and uh, another being, I guess, was, was under the skin. Almost like he was in a disguise. Oh, odd. I didn't know that to start off with, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> no, no, Viper. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't have, would you? No. Now, I'm looking for Mary and Nigel. I know you get... Wait a minute. You knew they were going to reset? Yeah, I was watching you guys have a conversation, and then they just reset. It was more of a... You didn't think to tell us that before you ran off? It was more of a hunch, really, but yeah. You didn't say it like a hunch when we got here. I just asked if they reset, so yes, it was a hunch. Sure. And uh, well, where do we go next? You're one to talk, Father Crow. Healing wasn't part of your uh, thing a little while ago. It's always been a part of my thing. It's actually brought you back from death twice. Yeah, and you didn't tell any of us. Anyway. No, no, I told you when it was necessary. That has nothing to do with leaving us stranded, waiting for your mess to solve itself when you knew it could do that on its own. Once again, Father, it was a hunch. I had to prove if it was correct or not, naturally. Anyway, will you guys help me find Mary and Nigel in this crowd? Well, what do you plan on doing when you find them, Vipira? Uh, threaten their lives. Try to make a... Make them see the light, I guess. Or I talk to them rationally and ask them if, they, if they'll move on peacefully. You crack wise, child, but you have no legs to stand on. That's your business, what you do with Mary and Nigel. But don't do it in a crowd. Take them off to a corner or in a quiet place. Yeah, after that last time, yeah, I'm not looking to start another thing in a crowd. In that case, I need to stop off at the orphanage. Why don't you come meet us there when you're done with Mary and Nigel? Didn't we just run here so we'd all be together in the land of the dead? Ah, yeah, suppose you're right. And start searching the crowd for Mary and Nigel. That's not what... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at Father Crow and shrug. Follow along with Uhtred. Uh Anybody who wants to look for Nigel and Mary, give me perception checks. 
Six. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, Viper, you're positive you don't see them in the square. In that case, I walk back up to uh, the rest of the group. And I'm like, I'm not 100% certain, but those houses that are missing, the people, I, I can't find them. And I couldn't find their house, which means I think there's still some on the other side. Thelias is racking his brain about this missing houses thing. It's super unsettling. I don't like that at all. I mean, I already don't know where I am in this plane. And then the fact that there's something that I know, but that's also not how I know it in this place that I don't know. It's really fucking me up. Yeah, it's like a in this in this world of unfamiliarity, there is something that, you know, like the back of your hand. And yet it's not. Yeah, it's it's kind of really uh, I don't I don't know how to describe how I'm feeling about it, but it's really unsettling and um, it, it kind of like pisses me off. It makes me mad. You know, it's like it's like unfair or something, you know? Yeah, that's that's a great way to think about it. You just look around and like you're you just can't wrap your head around how fucking unfair this whole situation. is. It's like an uncanny yeah. valley kind of situation almost. Yeah, I noticing these houses and uh, if we can't find mary and nigel and their house is gone i think they're still alive which means all the houses that aren't here may contain people that are still living so i guess yeah can we look around and see can we like catalog the differences between you know this iteration of rosler's coffer and the version we know uh, or is that like a sort of a monumental task where we'd be... That'd be pretty time-consuming. There's just too much. Yeah, Uhtred's okay. not about to do that. You guys wanted to go to the orphanage? Yes. I uh, I need to talk to the orphans, but now that I remember, Mayor Grimes said they were playing out in one of the fields outside of town. But, Thelias, you asked an interesting question earlier. For the most part, this is Rosalind's coffin. I don't know about the rest of you, but I certainly don't feel like I'm prepared enough to try and cross through a plains with what I have on me now. I assume things like weaponry and armor and stuff would be kept at the barracks? Probably. On our way out to the field, why don't we stop in the barracks and see if there's anything of use for us there? Now that seems like the kind of idea that I'm trying to get to, right? Where we're investigating the town more, seeing what's different. And also arming ourselves and, you know, we're all together. That that all seems like the best of every every plan so far. So I, I'm all for that. That sounds like a great idea. I would start heading towards where the barracks is. Now, assuming it's more than just like, oh, it's the next street over. I would also like to make a spellcraft check. For what? For the magic bead with a 19. So, like, as we're walking over to the barracks, I'll kind of fish or, like, have my hand in my pocket and have my, it kind of rub up against my finger and remind me. And I'll even, like, kind of take it out of my pocket and as we're walking, kind of looking at it, rolling it in between my thumb, index, and middle finger, like, on the tips. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you identify this as a bead of blessing, uh, and you know that these are actually commonly found as part of a uh, a set 
where you would have like a strand of prayer beads and each of those beads would have its own function. And for whatever reason, this bead of blessing was removed from that strand and it's just a standalone item that still functions on its own, but you just don't benefit from the, uh, the effects of any of the other beads. You know that once per day, this bead can be used to cast Bless. Uh, and you know that Bless is a first level spell that grants a plus one bonus on attack rolls and saves versus fear effects. Uh, and it's caster level one, so it lasts for one minute. And you know that this uh, bead functions as a spell trigger item. Uh, and what that means is uh, no gestures or casting is required to finish the spell that it contains, just special knowledge of spell casting uh, that a character would know, and a single word that must be spoken. Spell trigger items can be used by anyone whose class can cast the corresponding spell. So it's much like a wand. In this case, even a character who can't actually cast spells yet, such as a third level paladin, could still use it. Third level paladin, you say? Or a second or first level paladin. Oh, a paladin, you say. Uh, So, yeah, basically any class who has the spell Bless as part of their uh, spell list, even if they can't actually cast that spell yet, can use this item freely. Otherwise, it would require a use magic device check to activate. As we're walking down the street and I'm, like, playing with the bead and looking at it, I'll remember uh, after one of the... I think it was either the Beetle or the Might Battles. Thelias went rambling on about it's it's good to be back and be doing paladin stuff again. And I'll uh, look over at Thelias, or Uchir look over at Thelias and say, Thelias, yeah, I think this could be of use to you. And I kind of like flick the magic bead over with my thumb to Thelias and I say, it's a magic bead of bless. I'm pretty sure that's a... Uh, things you paladins like to do right you're always blessing and praying on shit with Uchi kind of explaining how this bead works to you Thelias uh, you're pretty confident that you could just activate its powers easily enough uh, it's a standard action to do so and you do it once per day sweet alright I'm beaded up baby alright so you guys continue your trek to the armory and once you get there uh, you find Gabe uh, standing guard ah Uhtred where have you been? It's not important, Gabe. I've already met with Captain Blake and Mayor Grive. I, I need access to the armory, as you can see. Uh, I only seem to have my shitty emergency dagger on me, and let me tell you, it's a, about to be my ex-shitty emergency dagger. Uh, it looks okay to me, but sure, uh, go on in. Are these people with you? They are, Gabe. Let them in. Gabe kind of leans in to uh, Uchard. He's like... Even the girl? Yes, Gabe, even the girl. I have orders from Mayor Grives. Okay, Uh, go on in. Uh, So you guys go into the armory, and there's several suits of leather armor, and nothing really special as far as weaponry goes. There's a few light crossbows and some short swords. Upon inspecting the armor and weapons here, you see that they're all in pretty bad shape. Everything in here effectively has the broken condition. A suit of armor or shield that has the broken condition uh, has the AC bonus halved, 
rounding down, and its armor check penalty is doubled. A weapon that has the broken condition uh, takes a minus two penalty on any attack and damage rolls, and their critical threat range uh, defaults to a natural 20 and times two, whatever it used to be. And Uchard, you're you're positive that everything in the armory was in good shape. So it would, it would look like everything in here is merely a, a like a ghostly replica of what it was in the material plane. Yeah, thanks for that. So we'd just get a bunch of garbage? There's just, if you absolutely needed to, there are some things in here that you could use, but nothing is yeah. functions the way it's supposed to. Well, this isn't going to do us any good. Uchard kind of kicks a pile of, like, shitty armor and shields. I think we should really work on the mission we were sent on, so we can go back home. Yeah, we're not going to find anything in here of use. If everything is, like, a damaged ghost version of the real world, and there's nothing useful, I'd be inclined to agree with Father Crow and start making my way to the fields. Okay, so you guys head north, uh, following Mayor Grive's directions like right outside town you find a massive dead oak tree uh, but it stands out really well because it's uh, tied with ribbons and unusually bright and vibrant flowers and under its eaves you see a large crowd of children like running and playing like they're just having a day of a play day out and you recognize some of the local orphans, but you also recognize a lot of other children who you know, you know, lived with their parents. Just looks like this is just where all the children are. So we see all the kids running around? Yep. Children, children, come, come gather around. Ha 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 ha, ha 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 ha. Hey, look, it's Uhtred. Let's all go see what he has to say. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so they all, they all come running up to Uhtred. Well, children, is everybody okay? Nobody's hurt? Everyone feel their normal self? Yeah, we're fine. Mike won't stop pulling my hair. I said it wasn't me. All right, all right. Pipe down. I need to talk to you kids about something. Does anybody here know who Phrasma is? Oh, he's giving them the Phrasma and the bees talk. One kid raises his hand and he says, Yeah, Phrasma. She's... Uh, she's, she, she is, she's a god. Right you are, little Timmy. My name's Billy. Oh, right. That's what I said, Timmy. Good job. <laughs> yes, Phrasma is a god. In particular, she is a, a god of when souls die, they go to be judged. We know. We're dead. And the kids are like, yeah, we know, Uhtred. <laughs> you, you. Father Crow starts laughing. <laughs> oh, the kids. They're... Vipira is on the floor Amazing. right now, just cackling. <laughs> the future of all... Well, not, not these ones, but the future of us. Say, the lady told us. What lady? Yeah, the, the, the lady. Uh, she, she, she's got the singy voice, and she uh, used her... And she's talking with her, with her bird. Hmm. Well... Oh, the two creatures that were here. What? No. Uh, and they kind of like all look skyward. They're like, where? Uh, there, yeah, there, there, there she is. And a, a large crow with feathers tipped white uh, uh, soars over your heads. 
and it makes a and it makes a couple loops around you and the group of children, and then it lands uh, on a branch of the uh, the oak tree. Who might you be? And the crow just kind of opens its mouth, and without without its beak like opening and closing, a, a voice just kind of emits from the mouth the mouth as if uh, the bird itself was just a mouthpiece for somebody else. And the voice says, Ah, newcomers, you must be the curiosities I heard tell of. I am Mictana, and I cordially welcome you to the boneyard and eternity. Do not fret about your unusual condition. I shall be with you shortly to correct this horrible error and help you on your way to the final rest you have earned. Yo, Thalias ain't ready for final rest. Um, Wait, what was this about? Yeah, I want to roll a sense motive here. Sure. Yeah, I want to sense uh, sense everything. Yeah, I agree. Crow got a 16. Uchard got a 9. Uh, 17 for Vipira. Yeah, 11 for Thalias. Father Crow and Vipira. She said it so casually, so like you almost missed it, but you're pretty sure that this person, Mictana, intends to like put you out of your misery, so to speak. As if your being alive is, a, as she said, a horrible error. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I didn't like that part. We've actually already got a way out of here. We don't need you fixing it. No, absolutely not. You must accept your fate and find your peace. We're not dead yet. I doubt you're a strong enough psychopomped dead a living soul as opposed to a dead soul. See here, something sent you to the land of the dead, yes? And so you need to be dead completely before you can move on. Maybe we weren't sent here to move on. As you said, we weren't sent here of a proper accord. What if why we were sent here was to do what we need to do and then go back through the other means we found? You don't know what fate we're supposed to hold. You might be making a grave mistake ending our actual lives. I know. Change is always frightening. But I will make it soft and swift like a mother's kiss. You're not listening at all. I know you are upset. And I know that you need time to accept your fate. I am a patient woman. But I must warn you, traipsing back and forth would disrupt the entire system. Just relax. Find a happy memory, and I will help you shed that fear soon. Would you let us wander about the town for a small bit? Take all the time you need, Pequeños. I know it is a difficult transition. Well, I look around at the rest of the group with wide eyes. Maybe with some time we can come to terms with our true fate. Oh, I'm catching his drift. Yeah, uh, time. Oh, 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 yeah, time, yeah. Oh, I just need a little bit more time. Good, good. I'm glad that you are understanding now. And while we're on the subject of time, children, why don't you go and find your parents? For the rest of you, start gathering in the town center. The mayor plans to speak to everybody shortly. The children, the like the non-orphan children that you uh, initially addressed are like, they're all acting funny. We came out here because they... They just they just wouldn't they wouldn't stop acting weird. They are not as willing to see the truth as all you young ones are. Perhaps maybe you could help them see the truth. And I kinda look at the crow lady. She must like hearing that. You you hear her voice. Ah, see, aren't children wonderful? They accept their fate 
so quickly and without fear. The bird just like closes its beak and ruffles its feathers. Ah! All right, come on, children. Let's make our way back. Uh, anybody who wants to can make a knowledge arcana check on this crow. Uh, and I'm sorry, I should have mentioned this at the gate. This crow is uh, small sized, so it's the size of a dog. You should have had a 26. You know that this creature is a witch crow, uh, and you can ask three questions about it. I would like to know if it has any spell-like abilities or supernatural abilities. Uh, I'm going to need you to pick one. Mm, they're not the same thing? Well, it has some of each. Uh, well, then let's use two Possibly. questions for both. Okay. You know that it has several spell-like abilities. One of them that you know for sure is that it can... Uh, it has a constant detect magic spell active. And you know that uh, for supernatural abilities, it actually can use uh, hexes as if it was a witch. Hexes are miscellaneous supernatural abilities that witches can utilize. Uh, like there's, there's a whole slew of them. Uh, they, they, they have witchy powers. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, just uh, piggybacking on that. You know that they can use the evil eye hex. If they were to use that on you, you'd have to make a will save, and uh, they pick either attack rolls, uh, skill checks, or saving throws, and you take a minus two penalty on the thing that they chose. If you succeed, the penalty lasts for one round. If you fail, it lasts for longer. Uh, okay, you have one question left. Do they have any kind of DR. They do not. Uh, and on top of that, I will add that you know that they are, like witches, uh, very intelligent. Much more intelligent than the average person, actually. Let's... Uhtred would want to go get Rogiar and then go to the mares. So, most of you would probably know that uh, Hilda, in addition to being the, uh, like the, the town healer, runs kind of like a in out of her house so that'd probably be where you would start your search looking for hopefully Rogiar. hopefully her potions aren't shitty ghost world copies of real potions yeah for real all right so you go to hilda's ah utrid where have you been uh, taking care of some things for the mayor and captain blake sorry to bother you but can you tell me if master stonebuckle and his son were able to get a room here Oh, of course. Uh, uh, young Dolren, uh, he, he came in last night uh, and booked a room for him and his father. I haven't seen Rogiar, though. Really? You you didn't see him at all today? Oh, no. Everybody's just been abuzz with those monsters that came in. Yes, I, I've, I've heard of these monsters, but I'm going to knock on their room and see if Rogiar's son has seen him at all today. Oh, all right. Help yourself. It's uh, first door on the right, upstairs. Thank you kindly, ma'am. And I go up to knock, and I knock on said door. Rogiar, you hear a knock on your door. So yeah, hearing a knock on the door, Rogiar would, uh, I guess, stand up and give Doran uh, probably a sorrowful look and slowly walk over to to see who's who's knocking. You open the door, and you see Uhtred, Father Crow, Vipira, and Thalias. Sorry to interrupt, Rogar, but it's time that the town gathers together. The mayor wants to speak to them. I think you should bring your boy. 
when Rogar first opened the door, he just kind of opened it at, you know, not not quite like just a crack, just like enough to, to look out and see who was there. And at hearing Uhtred say that, he'll, he'll let the door kind of like open the rest of the way so that, you know, the, so that everyone can get a, a better view of Dolren to, I guess, show him that, yeah, he was, he was here and he's dead too. I'm so sorry, Rhaegar. I, me too. I'm even sorrier to rush you, but fortunately we, we need to do what must need be done. Uh, Rhaegar looks over his shoulder at his son and, yeah, I, I know. Come on, my boy. Why don't you stick with us for now and we can make the, the best of what time we do have left. Uhtred does have the thought that maybe we shouldn't bring him to the mayor, but he's not about to tell Rogar to have his son stay behind, so... Yeah, especially after... I mean, you weren't there for it, but they right. just had this whole conversation about how stone buckles stick together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait outside. <laughs> go, go wait in the town square. I'll, I'll make my way back. I'll be right back. Wait in the car. <laughs> so yeah, I think we would head to... Back to the mayor, the town hall. Okay. Uh, you get there with no problems. All right. Go into the mayor's office. All right. And we're back, mayor. And this time I I brought everyone that I woke up with. Uh, she looks around at all of you and she says, Well, I, I don't know what sort of cosmic convergence allowed you all to escape the fate of the rest of the town, but... I suppose whatever is left is is in your hands. Uhtred has his orders, of course, but I can only I can only ask you to carry his burden with you, return to Roslar's coffer, however you can, and find out what happened to this town. Well, Uhtred, uh, were you successful in the the tasks that I laid out before you? Well, not completely, Mayor. We had a bit of a I kind of look over at Vipira and say, an emotional issue at Jerry's. But as for now, they're at least calm. But they certainly will be one of the more difficult groups of people to accept this. And for the children, they seem to have already known. <laughs> well, that is that is a, a fortunate turn of events, I suppose. Trying to find the silver lining in this, Uhtred. It is not thick, for sure. Very well. Uh, I will mobilize the guards and announce a town meeting. I would ask you to return to Jerry's Tavern and announce the meeting to them specifically, and while you're there, perhaps, once emotions have simmered down, they'll hear you out before the meeting. I can certainly try. Very well. I will see you back in the town square in a half hour. Okay. I guess we leave and go back to Jerry's. This'll be good. All right. So you return to Jerry's Tavern. There's still several large cliques of people hanging out outside of it. Uh, but Garrett the Armethian is not among them. Once you get closer, Jerry notices you all coming. He walks over to you. Does he react? As if, like, oh shit, here we go again? No. He sees you and he has a look on his face like that he's concerned. Uh, not that he's, like, about to freak out. And he walks up to to you all. Vapira, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Listen, uh, something ain't right in this town. I think everyone's too afraid to, 
to say anything, but I think I think there might be something pretty serious going on. Everybody's talking about those monsters that came in, but you know, the more I think about it, they didn't they didn't seem like they were trying to attack us. Uh, but we, we chased them off before we could find out, which you know I suppose is was the right was the right thing to do under normal circumstances. But I don't know; these don't seem like normal circumstances. Do you know what's going on? Because everybody's really scared, and I, I worry that they might resort to more desperate measures soon if nobody comes forward with a with a clean answer. Um, while 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 he's talking, Rogar would like tap on Father Crow's shoulder, Father Crow's shoulder, and just ask him like, "What monsters? What is he talking about?" They're talking about the psychopumps. Oh, uh, okay. Jerry, I need to tell you something. And it's not going to be easy. Your entire town, or and everyone who you see around you, is currently dead. Vipira is like completely uncertain about how to break the news. Like she's already tried to break the news, so she's like really struggling to put like words together at this point. Jerry, I need you to accept something for me. What is it, Vipira? I want you to accept that, unfortunately, you're dead. (laughs) What? I understand that certain things don't make sense. We're about to have a town meeting. I would like you to be there, and I would like you to keep an open mind. Jerry, you've been good to me, and I want to make sure this goes as seamlessly as possible for you. Well, I mean, I'm perfectly willing to keep an open mind, Vapira, but... Uh, you just told me I'm dead with no explanation or evidence. What about these fine people over here? <laughs> Are they dead too? Yes. Unfortunately, it seems like the town was involved in some accident, and everybody is currently dead. You said that you've been experiencing some weird things, and those monsters that you experienced, those were actually psychopomps. From what I can tell... They're here to help guide you onto the afterlife. If I pure as words, Jerry, for the first time that you guys have really been talking to any of these people, Jerry looks up and he looks at the enormous skull-shaped moon hanging over your heads. Can, can you see it, Jerry? Can you see that it's not the moon that you're looking at? Without removing his gaze, like, while still looking skyward, he says, I think I've always been able to see it. I just chose not to. I still don't really understand what's going on. But if you're calling a town meeting, then, well, you can count on me to to back up whatever it is you and the mayor are about to tell the rest of the town. I had this feeling in the back of my head that we've already had this conversation. Uh, Vipira kind of smiles and like kind of uh looks down at her arm or, or like like some sort of recent scar uh and is like yeah you can say that we had a conversation out at one point i feel like there was there was something else pulling me away from the truth but uh, i don't know it's it's gone now maybe uh maybe it is possible to convince everybody i'll come to this town meeting and and hear you and the mayor out and try to help keep peace. Sure, it'll be an interesting meeting. I'm certain too. We appreciate you, Jerry. Ah, and I you. By the way, Jerry, 
Have you seen uh, Mary and Nigel at all? Mary and... Uh, no. To tell you the truth, I, I don't really remember a whole lot uh, in my time here. And he kind of looks around at the town with, with new found perception. I, I, re- I remember those those monsters, uh, psychopomps or whatever you call them. Gosh, I, the rest is just kind of a blur. Jerry, real quick, do you remember the last time I went to your bar? It was last night, wasn't it? Okay, good. It looks like time doesn't flow weirdly here. Oh, um, what do you guys do? I imagine it'd be close to a half hour at this point. Yeah, by the time you get everybody to the, the town square, you'll be within... Mayor Grives' window. Yeah. Then uh, we'd make sure we're at the town square. Yeah. I don't think anyone's splitting up at this point, so. Okay. So everybody so everybody kind of awkwardly shuffles into the town square, and Mayor Grive is waiting on her little podium, and uh, she waits for everybody to, to settle down, and everybody looks a little confused, but also, like, kind of afraid, like, almost, like, subconsciously they know what the conversation is that is about to be had and uh so the mayor addresses the crowd and she says i know you all have been uneasy about the monsters that have encroached on our town well while i don't quite understand what happened here is what i do know last night something happened in our town and everyone before you passed and everyone kind of looks shakily at their neighbors in the crowd and she says you are right to be upset we live in our place in the world where nothing is easy and we must fight every year for survival and now that survival has been stolen from us and she kind of gestures to uh, Uhtred and the rest of you and she says but not all of us, it would seem. Uhtred, the town guard, and several others were spared this fate somehow, and they have vowed to return to the land of the living and exact justice on what happened to us today. What is left for us to do is to accept our fate and find peace. I know what I am asking is not fair, but we as a town must come together and do this our last duty. As she's speaking, uh, the, the people of the town stir and murmur uncomfortably, but as she finishes and expresses this sense of duty that the people have, something that they can kind of uh, relate to and, and, and grab hold of, this look of placid acceptance begins to spread. And one by one, the figures in the audience begin to exude a warm glow. Uhtred, as the, as the town is uh, beginning to glow this warm orange color, Gabe approaches you. He, he puts his hand on your shoulder, and you can feel it's uh, already almost um, like insubstantial. And like you, can, you, can, you feel the sensation of him touching you, but it's, it's, very, uh, it's, very, it's a very fluid density. His hand is kind of starting to phase through you a little bit. And he says, Uhtred, you put too much pressure on yourself. It's okay to not be invincible. You have a very important mission now. And I'm aware. 
I just want you to know it's okay to flinch. I think Uchid would just respond Off. with a thank you, Gabe. Thank you. And Rogiar, you would see your son, who's standing right next to you, begin to glow as well. And he turns to you and he says, I, I guess this is goodbye, Dad. Tell Mom and Agret that I didn't fight it and I accepted it like a man. You're very brave, my boy. Oh, real quick, before you go, there's 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 something that I need you to see. Real quick, just just stand, I, I take a step back and like just just stand there and just just watch for one sec. And like Rogar is literally just going to like jump straight up in the air as high as he can. Okay, give me an acrobatics um, check. Which, yeah, that is. Um, and I'm gonna use a point of burn. So like, Rogar literally just like while standing there just just like just crouches down quick and like jumps up like eight feet and then just comes back down. Uh, you land and Doran's like, whoa, dad, that's amazing. When did you learn to do that? And like, even as he's speaking, he's becoming harder and harder to see through the, through the brightness of the glow. I don't know about learn, but after I woke up here, I just, I had these, these, these new abilities and I should have told you before now, but I just, I had to show you before you left. He says, dad, that's uh, so cool. Be well, my boy. I know you can figure out what happened, and I know you can set everything right. And he uh, starts, like, as he finishes uh, this transition, the last thing you can see is this big smile on his face. And one by one, the people of the town disappear uh, behind their glow. And the last person to fully disappear is Mayor Grive. And seeing the rest of her town uh, all accounted for and accepting their fate seems to finally do the trick for her before she fully vanishes she turns to you all and she says I suppose at least there will still be someone on the other side who still remembers us just please promise me that you'll find out what happened to us when you get back and that you'll go to the capital and tell them what killed the people of Roslaw's coffer and then she fully fades so everybody's uh, disappearing inside of these glowing auras until it's just it's just a uh, like a ball of light where they used to be and then all at once all of the lights are snuffed out and you're standing in extremely dark empty town square of what used to be Roslar's coffer and we'll see you next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. I only have more questions. See ya. <laughs> None of them were answered. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.